Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's so easy to be average. You know it as well as I know it. It takes a little something to be special, Don. It takes a little something special to be a great player. We don't have enough great players. To hell with that! We don't want to coach average. I don't want to be around you. Why be around average? proud of our young people in the classroom, in the community, and most especially in 310 days in Ann Arbor, Michigan, on the football field. Three things. Number one, the team that hits the hardest and the longest, the team that starts the fastest, and the team is too damn smart to make mistakes. If you take it to them, if you don't make mistakes, and you keep taking it to them, hell, there's no question who will win. It's time for the best Buckeye podcast. By fans, for the fans. Where they hate that team up north as much as you do. It's time for the OHIO Podcast. OH! IO! Welcome back to the OHIO Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Buckeye Boggs. That man over there is Sergeant MVP Aaron Brown. Right in the nick of time, my friend. Right in the nick of time. <laughs> Aaron's computer decided to do an update, literally, right as we were about ready to get on. And poor Chris is, uh, has, I think he had car trouble coming back down from Akron. Um, this one's for his wife, Bobby, who I know they're listening right now. Uh, any of us would have trouble going coming back from Akron. Just saying. That's Just fair. Saying. Hey, oh, uh, Aaron? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> everybody needs to chill out, right? We just need to. Yes, <laughs> we need to chill out, and I'm going to tell you why we need to chill out in just a minute. But first, we're thankful for each and every single one of you who decided to be with us tonight here on the OHIO podcast. So many of you already chiming in on the chat. We really do appreciate that. We are the official Ohio State podcast for Scarlet and Game, brought to you by Fansided. Go over to ScarletandGame.com. Check out all the great. Articles about your Ohio State Buckeyes, including basketball, which is getting started here very, very soon. Happy basketball season, fellas. Yeah, if you're Purdue or if you're Maryland or if you're Indiana, yeah, it's basketball season. Not here, fellas. Nuh-uh, not here. Not here. Yes, Chris Wild says I'm there in spirit and in keyboard. Did you did you see it says good evening, gentlemen and Aaron? <laughs> what, what am I? Come on, man. <laughs> we are also the official Ohio State podcast for Big Banter Sports. Head on over to BigBanterSports.com and check out 
all the great podcasts. They have so many podcasts now, and we're the official Ohio State football podcast. They have an uh, they have an official Ohio State basketball podcast. I'm sure it's really really good, much better than what we would do if we were doing a basketball podcast. Because quite frankly. Uh, I hold nothing back when it comes to uh, that that team. But hey, we've got a great um, a great game to talk about. Sammy's in in the house from Utah. Welcome in. Chris is, uh, said, "Oh, from the Berg." Chris, good to have you in tonight. Uh, so let's jump right in, man. A fourteen point one win on the road at night in Madison. I don't care. What era we are in, that's a good win. Yeah. Remember, the last three trips we have we have had over to Madison, Wisconsin, the first was an L, the next two were seven-point wins. This was actually the biggest win we have had in Madison, Wisconsin since, I think, Cooper. Yeah. Might be. I, they be. weren't. There was an era there with Wisconsin when they went through a bad stretch in the '90s. Cooper might have. I'm gonna. I'm gonna fact check myself in just a minute, but it did. It wasn't pretty. There's a lot to be angry about, and most importantly, the turnovers. Right? I mean, yeah. gosh, this game should have been a lot more than it was if we would just simply not turn the freaking football over as much as we did. We we kept them in the game with turnovers. I understand that, but this defense, Aaron. Is legit, dude. Yeah, yeah. There's that dude. There's there's no way around it. The defense is just the defense is on fire. They really are. I mean, it, Lathan Ransom goes out, which by the way, I was worried about. I was messaging you guys like crap. You know what I mean? Is this <laughs> Cam Martinez coming in now? And then he did, and he looked like crap. <laughs> so, um, I, who's the okay? Thank goodness I have forgotten his name, honestly. But who's the kid that I couldn't stand that transferred to USC? The same. Oh gosh. What yeah. was his name? Oh shoot, he was really bad. Um, it's a blessing that I forgot his name, and now I need to remember it and can't. Yeah, I'll look it up real fast. Keep going. Terrible DB. We'll just say that. Yeah. Terrible DB one. We'll use a screen name. Um, but you know, to me, I hate to hate on Cam Martinez. You know what I mean? Because he did have some. Some in, some good stuff, some good film. Cut Bryson Shaw, there it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chris coming in with the save. All right, um, but I hate to say that about anybody else, but I can't help it, dude. Cam Martinez is Bryson Shaw 2.0. He's out of position a lot. Well, his coverage is not good either. He, I don't think they he sh- they should have never moved him to defense. Agreed. But what would he have done on offense? Because he's not that fast. If he could have he could have been a Xavier a Xavier Johnson type. He Dude, was a quarter he was a quarterback in Michigan. Well, that ain't saying much. I think he was Mister Michigan. That like ain't Mr. saying Ohio. much. Yes, it is. Man. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I don't care who you are. That's 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 legit. It is. It is. I hate to take credit away from him or anything, you know. But like, I I just I feel like he should transfer. And it's not because of disliking him or anything like that. It's just he's not going to play quarterback. He's no. not good at DB. There's nowhere for him to be on this roster. There just isn't. Why do you think they, they put him in then? 
well experience like what they had to i guess i i, I don't know i mean lathan ransom came out and they put him in so i mean i for him to be next up is kind of concerning to me but you know like you said i i guess it would have to be experience right he's been in the program for what three years three or four this is your, this is your number four that's crazy man it feels like he just got here but yeah, I, I can't think of another reason. Hmm. Well, I know this much. I'm I'm tickled pink about this win. D- during the moment you had to calm me down, especially on that first turnover, I was about ready to reach through the screen and choke McCord. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Can I explain why? So yeah, absolutely. So, in the preseason, when I went to that practice. I came back from that live practice, and I told you guys there is a flaw in McCord's game. And I cannot believe, given the kind of quarterback training these kids receive now in the offseason and in the summertime and on campus at Ohio State, that someone hasn't taught him to raise the football up to his chest when he's dropping back and he's moving around in the pocket. He keeps it away from his body down at his lower part of his chest, above his belly button. And when he goes to throw, his motion is elongated. That is why I believe he's oftentimes late on throws or he's he's underthrowing receivers, number one. Number two, because it's away from his body, look what happens. He puts that thing on the turf way too much. Yeah. Okay? So that is a pet peeve of mine that I saw. And go back and check the tape. All right, go back and check the tape when we were talking about whether it be him or Brown. I said McCord has got a flaw. He's got a hitch in his in his delivery. I don't like it. And no one has addressed that. And it is it's it's becoming an issue. Number two, I don't know of a quarterback in college football that has had as many intentional groundings as this guy has. Learn to step up in the pocket, and if you have to, eat it. Okay? A three-yard, four-yard loss is better than an eight, 12-yard loss every time. Okay? So that's those are two things in his game. that The interception in the end zone, throw that sucker away, dude. Throw it away. And then the one more complaint I've got, Ryan Day, do not be afraid to kick a field goal. You have the nation's best, one of, if not the best defense in college football. Three points is like seven points to this defense, dude. Mm. Kick the field goal. If we kick a field goal in this game, we probably win this thing by what, 20? We won by 14, we win by what, 20? If we kick in field goals instead of throwing interceptions and going for it on fourth downs and, and coming up short, we, we, lend, we win this thing by 20 points. Three scores, Yeah, in easy. my opinion. Easy. I agree. So those are my thoughts. Your thoughts, Aaron. I can't I can't disagree. Um, watching McCord, it just wasn't one of his better games, but I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. It's the offensive line, usually their strong suit is pass blocking. And I maybe Wisconsin presented a different kind of matchup for them, but they just didn't look that good. There was a, I think it was either a third or fourth down 
And, I mean, it looked like they just olayed the whole front seven for Wisconsin. They just let them right through. Like, nobody got a hand on absolutely anybody. And McCord had to do an intentional grounding. There was, I mean, there was nothing else he could do. Like, the O-line regressed last night in pass blocking. Run blocking, I don't know that they looked really better, but that's the Travion difference when he's healthy. Because, I mean, he had 20-something carries for, what, 160-something yards? Yeah, he had a good game. Yeah. Before, Mayan Williams had 20-something carries for 60-something yards. Trey uh, Anum had the same thing. Those guys weren't even averaging four yards a carry. No. Travion comes in with the same offensive line and mm-hmm. almost goes for 200. That's the difference. So, I mean, we we talk a lot of trash, right? Five-star talent, two-star health. We're seeing the difference in five-star talent and three-star talent. Yeah, that, well, number one, he hit the hole hard yesterday. Well, yeah, he, he usually, like this season, that's one thing I've noticed about him is he's hitting the hole hard. I've noticed that in several games this season. Um, is it consistent? No. Last night was probably the most consistent I've seen him do it, but it's nice to see out of him. Um, he's not a power guy. He's a finesse guy. But he's kind of, for me, changing the narrative on that because I've seen him make contact and keep driving his legs. Mm-hmm. Usually he just goes down. Um, do, and then, do, you think, do you think Ryan Day intentionally held him out for what has it been, three weeks or four weeks? I mean, it feels like it's been a while. Uh, for this stretch run, because he wanted him completely 100% healthy from the Wisconsin game on. Like load management? Mm-hmm. I think that'd be pretty Like neat. he he could have played, but he's like, I don't want him to because I want him to be 100% healthy going down the stretch. I think that's a pretty weak move to do. I don't think Ryan Day would do that. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I, I, I really hope that that's not what his strategy was behind that. Um, but I, I got to say, too, an issue that I've noticed with Kyle McCord that I've shared I shared with you guys during the game is, is he eyeballs Marvin Harrison the whole game. Well, if I had him on my team, I'd be eyeballing him, too. Yeah, I'd but, be, okay. <laughs> I, I know what you mean, Aaron. But. Say, yeah, for the common guy, yeah, if they got MHJ, I'm throwing it to him 10 out of 10 times. But the problem is you got Egbuka, who they said was healthy but didn't play. Um, what happened there? Um, <laughs> you know, you got Brandon Ennis. I don't know, dude. I don't know. They, I, they're not doing a lot of stuff that makes sense to me. But the point that I was trying to get to, okay – Kyle McCord stares him down every game. And I have noticed that since, you know, I kind of cut him some slack against the, you know, the first couple of games because I figured, okay, maybe it's part of his progression. He trusts Marvin Harrison. They were high school teammates, understood. But the problem is, is he's not looking at other people. He stares down Marvin Harrison and Wisconsin capitalized on that. Their defensive coordinator noticed that. Marvin Harrison still had a hell of a game because, well, he's Marvin Harrison. <laughs> but, but you know, a more capable secondary is really going to make us pay, especially one that has a defensive coordinator who gets it. Uh, because all you got to do is lock down Marvin Harrison, and Kyle McCord is going to crap his pants because he he doesn't look anywhere else. That is his first and only look. Any when how often have we ever seen him throw a checkdown route? 
a genuine trek down route, like to one of the running backs. Very downfield. He, he usually does, but he does it way too late. <laughs> you know, it's like or he throws it at the ground so yeah. low that they can't catch it. Well, that that that's that's something else. Is and that makes Chris go crazy. I mean, if Chris was on here right now, he'd be blowing a gasket about those little passes to the outside that do nothing. And quite frankly, there was one. Um, I think it might have been the chip. Chip was they motioned Chip to the outside. They went to throw it to him, and he bounced it to him. And Chip yeah. was like, yeah. "Really? Like the one time I get a pass and you you throw me a ground ball? Like, come on, man." Uh, we're getting a lot of ch- uh, chatter in the chat about Stover. What happened yesterday with Stover? Only one target his way. Uh, Aaron's saying he's staring down Henderson. He's not really looking for Stover, which is kind of was, you know, early on in the season, being a new quarterback, he was kind of a safety valve. We talked about that being a, uh, something that we would see early in the season. I think they were using Stover a lot more in the blocking yesterday, if you noticed. Yes, they were. Um, so and G. He, Scott. They, they really weren't going out. Uh, and then. And then, based on where the blitz was coming from, G was free. He was the he so that he would go in motion late or go out in his route late, and Stover was stuck blocking. So, um, that's one of the reasons why he wasn't as active in the passing game. I think he did receive one target though. I I, I could double check that, but I I could be wrong. But uh, yeah, so a lot of talk about Stover uh, not getting the football in the chat. All right, let's give our letter grades for the <laughs> offense and defense first here. Um, let's start with the offense because uh, it's the ugliest. Chris actually gave him a B. Chris, you need to explain yourself in the chat, buddy. Yeah, I'm. I'm. That's. I'm kind of shocked. That's a. That's a pretty good grade for for the, as many turnovers as we had. Maybe you know he, he believes in the Wisconsin defense. It was a night game in Madison. It was, so, and it was Halloween. Yeah. Some woo freaky things happen. Uh, I went with a uh, C minus. Aaron, you went with a C. Why'd you go with a C? Because they looked average. They really did. I mean, I, Marvin Harrison had a game, but really nobody else did. We expect that. Um, so I'm not going to give them more credit for something that's expected. Um, to me, the highlight was Travion running the ball. Uh, so, I mean, to me, that kind of offset the crappy showing on offense, throwing it, two, inter- two turnovers. What One was a fumble, one was an interception, or was it two picks? Two interceptions, one yeah. fumble. Okay, there it is. Two interceptions and a fumble. So I'm, I can't give anything above a C for that kind of performance. Yeah, we had 226 yards passing, um, 181 yards rushing, 407 yards total, 5.9 yards per play, 23 first downs. All of these, all the numbers sound pretty good. Six of 13 on third down, 0 of 1 on fourth down. We led in time of possession, 33 minutes and 50 seconds. But those three turnovers, I just can't ignore, man. Those no. uh, those, those are rough. What grades did you all give? Uh, Larry says a C for the offense. Um, Sammy Poston says McCord may lose his job. No. Um, Jay, uh, Jay, uh, Jay Thompson says James. I know he said earlier. Jay Thompson says, "What will McCord do if he manages to keep? If he manages to keep? Listen, guys. The only way McCord is going to lose his job next year is if Aaron Nolan comes in next year and is a bona fide superstar. And still, That's I gonna... just, I just don't see that happening. Next I hope year. it does. I'll be honest. I hope he does because uh, what we could use really is." <laughs> 
is some read option right about now. Cause that I'll be honest, like in the last few years, I haven't seen anything keep a defense more honest than the read option out of a, a truly athletic quarterback that can also throw it. Chris said based on Henderson and Harrison only, it was supposed to be a B minus, but Wisconsin has a decent defense, but our stars stepped up. All right. And then Jay, J- can I give Kyle an F and the rest of the offense a B minus? Jay, you can do whatever the heck you want, man. This, this is, is America. Your world. We're, yeah, we're just living <laughs> in it, brother. It's your world. Sammy says uh, he gives a C for the offense. Run game was solid, but McCord really needs work. Harrison did his Harrison things. Yeah, the dude's not human. I, I, at this point, I don't know what to tell you guys. Like he was, I think his dad, along with Peyton Manning, had some kind of weird science project in Indianapolis one day and created this thing that they thought, hey, we'll name him, we'll name him Marvin Harrison Jr. because he's not human. I'm telling you, he's not. He's not real. The things okay. he does is not real. Can we talk about these daggone nicknames? Oh my gosh, yes, let's do that. Mar- Maserati Marv. What was the one last night? What were they calling him? magician marv or something i don't know i i just i i the nbc guys are tough for me to listen to yeah they're that's a little difficult but why don't we just stick with marvin the martian why can't we do that i've always liked marvelous marv that that was that one you are weak what's wrong with that marvelous if this was 1980s look man Hey, I am old, dude. Come on. I love the 80s. <laughs> if it was 70s or 80s wrestling, I am down, okay? <laughs> that was the best. It that was. was the best. Chris, Maserati Marv. Just stop, uh, Chris. Long off, buddy. <laughs> Marv the Magician. There it is. Oh, my gosh. What? You guys are hilarious. Let's Honda McCord. Honda McCord. <laughs> that's great that is the best larry daniels you are the man <laughs> honda mccord <laughs> oh my gosh that you just won the internet tonight just, with that just one shut it down it's over There's we might as well just stop the show i mean this is talk about <laughs> mic drop there all right let's look at the defense so we gave up 165 passing yards um rushing yards only 94 um you know it would have been interesting uh what would have happened if uh their running back when i got hurt uh he he that that changed the whole complexion of the game he was starting to heat up too Mm-hmm. 259 yards total, four yards per play, 14 first downs. Uh, they were six of 16 on third down, 0 of two on fourth down, 26 <laughs> minutes and 10 seconds, and they possessed the ball and only and they did have one turnover. So I gave the defense an A minus. Uh, Chris said A. Aaron, you said A. Explain yourself. Well, I feel like I don't have to if you watch that game. <laughs> they did a great job. I mean, I know that, you know, the the Wisconsin running back leaving the game kind of changed the, the dynamic of the whole situation. But, um, you know, he did play a whole half. And, I mean, it. I don't – he was starting to heat up, but who knows if he would have came out in the second half and continued on with that or not. But I feel like we did a nice job bottling him up. Uh, to be honest, because, I mean, 10 carries for 50 yards, 
you know, and if, if our offense continued to do what they were doing and the defense doing what they were doing, Wisconsin would have ended up having to throw the ball a lot anyway. So, I mean, you're kind of taking him out of the game at that point regardless. What Chris did I say? Allen Chris, is, down. Chris is poking me. He knows that <laughs> yeah. that is my least favorite saying in all of sports, next man up. My least favorite one. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, this def- that goal line stance by this defense, Aaron, was a thing of beauty. That I thought that that little play that they called where they went with the little pitch, delay pitch on the inside, that that usually eats us up. And the defense gobbled that thing up like it was nothing. Um, it's been a while since we've seen a, a Ohio State defense that I was confident in that wasn't just going to lay down on the goal line. Yeah. You know, this one, for some reason, they they are they are tougher than the defenses we've had in the past few years, especially in short yardage. And uh, you know what? Sawyer on that drive – uh, Sawyer was in the backfield a lot. Uh, and I thought, Hey, that's, you know, now he about destroyed JT's back f- for a hot minute there, but, uh, uh, JT was able to get back up, but uh, Hey, you, I, you can't fault Sawyer on that. He's just going in and making a play, man. Yep. And um, he did. So, uh, Ty leak was living in the backfield. Um, I've never seen a bigger man get as skinny as Michael Hall can get. And by that, I mean he can slip through the guard and the center so quick. He's like grease lightning between those guys. And as big as a human being as he is for him to do that, that just creates these mismatch issues for offensive linemen um, from our defensive tackle position. So I'm I'm incredibly uh, thrilled with what we've seen defensively. Anything else in the defense that we need to highlight before we talk? We hand out Buckeye leaves. Yeah, I mean, you talked about it, you know, Tyleek Williams, and I, I just feel like in the goal line area, a lot of times team try, teams try to run it up the middle. Well, this year we have a very strong, you know, center in the middle there. Like our defensive tackles are just on top of it, yeah. more so than they have been in a few years. So I think that contributes to that uh, that particular skill or, you know, whatever for the defense, but – even more so, Tommy Eichenberg, man. That dude, the play you just talked about, he's the one that blew that up. Well, when he okay. stood up, when he stood Braylon Allen up. Yeah, yeah, that's that, real stuff. That's that's man ball. That's that was, what that's that is, dude, man. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Is that was grown man linebacker play right there? Yeah, because Braylon Allen is not a small guy. No, and Tommy no. Eichenberg stood him straight up. You know, Um, so that was linebacker play like that is something that I feel like we have missed probably since. Oh, Malik Harrison was here. Uh, Maybe maybe even further back. I was going to say Shazier, but Shazier was different. Shazier was like athletic side to side. Um, Yeah. Yeah. You know, like in all honesty, uh, I would say that um, Steel Chambers is is a poor man's Ryan Shazier. When it comes to his athleticism and and yeah, you know, uh, being able to cover guys and 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 help out in the run game and things, um, but Eichenberg's just another level. I I mean, <laughs> is it is it 
is it the animal, little animal? Is it since we've since Laurenitis? No, no. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say I don't know, man. I I have to I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Shazier. Okay? okay. I'll stick with Shazier just because Malik Harrison was a great run stopper, but they had Pete Werner to break up passes on that defense. So I don't I don't think that Steel Wait Chambers they had Pete Warner to break up with with Shazier? No, Malik Harrison. Oh, 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 oh okay. Okay, sorry. No, I, <laughs> I was, was like, say, I'm pretty wait a sure here. Uh, Pete Warner might have been in middle school when Shazier was in Ohio State. <laughs> uh, okay, Nick Quint, go ahead and delete that, buddy. Uh, we're going to leave Tough Borland out of any conversation I'm a part of. Chris Wilds. <laughs> you know better. You know, for, for fun this for fun this offseason, we should put together Ohio State's like most hated defensive players on one defense, how bad they would be. You know, you get we'll just have a top ten of the slowest defenders we've ever had in tough Borland will be one through nine. That one was for you, buddy. He's Oh, I hate you, Chris. I mean love you, Chris. All right, let's give out some buckeye leaves. All right. All right, guys, get those typing fingers ready. Uh Matt Butcher, hey, I want to say Matty Butcher from uh, Australia. Hey, I watched the um, the uh, rugby uh, World Cup today, Matt, between South Africa and uh, New Zealand, and South Africa won by one point. And dude, I'm hooked. That was freaking awesome. That was that sport is is way football used to be before we became sissified. So. That you got guys like bleeding during the game and like it was it was cool, so I'm hooked, man. Uh yeah. Bryson Shaw would be on that worstie, yes, Nick. Yes, yes. one through yeah. nine is Borland, tenth is Shaw. He could, those lads go hard, hard, eh? Yeah, that's that's they do. They do. It was it was fun. All right, here we go, Buckeye leaves. Let's hand them out. Uh, let's start with the offensive player of the game. Uh, my Buckeye Leaf is going to go to Travion Henderson. Uh, Chris said Harrison and Henderson. What say you, Aaron? Henderson. Henderson, and I say that because he sat three games, came back in like he never missed a beat. Yeah, that was one, and, and that was definitely his best game of the season. Yeah. Number one. And I, I, I'd have to go back to his freshman year to, to find a game that that was that good. Cause he, it didn't happen last year. No. So, uh, um, nah, he was too banged up and, uh, I think he showed us what we've been missing. Uh, actually Jay, Chris, Chris is the one bringing up the participation trophies today. Old generation X there with the participation trophies. <laughs> Yeah, everybody kind of agrees Travion Henderson is uh, is the offensive MVP. Let's flip it over to the defensive side. The defensive player of the game. Now, Chris said Tyleek Williams. Um, I'm going to pull out the participation trophies again. I'm going the entire defense for a second straight week. Goodness gracious. Yeah, it, I, I, I'm having trouble picking just one guy or one unit. I think they're all playing extremely well and so i'm like give them all a buckeye leaf we'll say you aaron i'm gonna stick with tommy eichenberg okay uh as much as i with you as much as i want to say you know like give credit to a lot of the defenders jordan hancock had himself a game too yeah but i just above and beyond for me was tommy eichenberg 
Okay. Uh, Jay said the front four. Yeah, def- yeah, I could see that. I, I, but again, look at how good our defensive backs played, and the linebackers for that matter. Uh, gosh, you know, I'm going to get to it in a minute, but the linebackers had some amazing plays. They really did. <laughs> Make, Make a decision. I will uh, see. Larry's backing me up. Definitely a team effort on D. There you go. That's what makes them so good is they mm-hmm. flow so well, le- like level to level from the front to the back. They just flow. So you are a defensive coach. Um, I'm going to ask you a defensive question before we move on and finish this up. Second year in Jim Knowles' defensive scheme, right? First year there was kind of a trying to figure out what he wants us to do. He's kind of simplified it maybe a little bit. <laughs> he, it's an alpha. He's the alpha, huh? What? What? Is, what? If you could pinpoint it down, explain it in just a few sentences. What he has done differently so that this defense has become so effective? Is it just the simple fact that they're more comfortable and they're just reacting? What is? What's going on? <laughs> I think it's a combination of those things. I think that it's. Year two in the defense, so they're getting comfortable. I think that he has simplified it, so they're not out there thinking. Um, Because, you know, you go from Oklahoma State to Ohio State, and I think there may be this expectation that – I don't want to say smarter, okay, but maybe football IQ is a little higher perhaps. So maybe he tried to do a little too much last year, and it got a little complicated as the season went on. But I think that what's happening is they're comfortable – They've got base knowledge from last year. Um, you got a whole off season of practicing it and, and learning it even more in depth. And this year, I think they've simplified it. Um, and then uh, continuity in the secondary, I think that helps having like guys like Josh Proctor, um, you know, Hancock's in the program. Um, I think Igbenosin wasn't here. I know that, but the dude fits in so well. You wouldn't have known. There, there's a, there's an alpha in his own mind right there. That, that guy's for real. I love has, Igbenosin. He does not lack for confidence at all. Like, I love it. Dude, that right there, that's how wide receivers are. If you yeah. play, if you play corner, you have to have that same arrogance, that same level of confidence that the receiver across from you has, or you're gonna get dusted. All right. They're gonna route you, they're gonna run by you. You have to play with that. Um, yeah, agreed with that. Cam Martinez. There's a reason he doesn't start, but I digress. So to answer your question, Eric, I think that it's a combination of being comfortable, uh, kind of simplifying it so that they're just read and react rather than this. You know, now against Penn State, we saw a pretty uh, intricate blitz, you know, uh, the little switch there. Um, I Things like that, we don't see a ton of it, but we see it when we need to see it. And that's the point of this. You don't want to show too much. But the other thing I notice is, is they're running mixed coverages and they're disguising them. Dude, you put that kind of stress on a quarterback, they're going to make mistakes or make poor throws. So yeah. that's something that I'm really liking out of the secondary. I think with this defense playing the way they are, Nick says, and the offense starting to turn the corner in the run game, maybe? <laughs> I think the only way the team can go, only way they can go is up. I love your confidence. Um, I hope you're right. 
<laughs> there is a there is a glaring hurdle out ahead. We all know what it is. Oh yes. Uh, so at the end got, of November, we got plenty of time to talk about Rutgers. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, D line has definitely shortened the time for quarterback to look around. Not much more than three step drops and throw this year with this. Yet yeah, I think the defense coming along like they have. Um, it's been it's been big. Um, Jay, what corner is the offense turning? What's he mean by that? He was asking Nick Quint. Oh, and then oh, Nick, oh, Nick yeah, answered yeah, yeah. him. Yeah, he meant with, with Henderson being with back. With Henderson, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I I agree with that because he's, yeah. he's provided some balance there. So it's yeah, yeah, I agree with that part. Yeah, actually, we we do as well. Um, all right, let's go on. Let's move on. We gotta hustle up here. Oh, so shoot, the next, yeah. the next one would be the offensive play of the game. I went with Marvin Harrison's second touchdown grab. Again, I, he's not human, guys. That 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 was. And did you see the whole coaching staff's look when they thought he was hurt? They're like, yeah, <gasps> yeah, dude. Ryan Day was like, his arm was in the air, and he was just like, <laughs> he was, his feelings were hurt. Yeah. He, he just so, shoot. He, he just saw like <laughs> all of those hours where he's like he's talking about drawing up plays to try to get him the football were just like oh no they're gone but uh yeah that was my offensive play of the game chris what say you oh i'm sorry aaron what say you uh my offensive play of the game was travion's touchdown i think it went for like 43 yards but the the vision that he showed the patience that he showed and then the burst that would just, as a former running back, that thing was just a thing of beauty, man. He found the gap, and then he hit the lane, and he was gone. And, I mean, he just exercised. Yeah, yeah, that one. Um, but, yeah, I just feel like that was uh, that was definitely the play of the game, man. That thing was a, a thing of beauty. Jay, you're showing your age with that one, buddy. Fred Sanford. <laughs> it's the big one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Chris actually agreed with both of us, Aaron. He said both plays were his pl- offensive play of the game. So cheater, uh, yeah, pumpkin eater, right? Sammy Poston agree. Harrison's second TD. All right, the defensive play of the game. Now I have an interesting one. I actually went with a steel chamber strip at the beginning of the game. Remember, we turned the ball over near midfield, mm-hmm. and it was like, uh oh, here we go. This is not a good. And then we immediately got the ball back. Because they stripped the football. That was a huge, huge play very early on in the game that established the fact that this defense came to play. They were they were not going to be a pushover today. They were there to play. That was that was big to get that football right back. That was my defensive play of the game. Uh, Chris said that his defensive play of the game was Tyleek's sack. Aaron, what was your defensive play of the game? Uh, mine was actually the play you discussed earlier, uh, that little inside pitch that they tried to score on where um, Tommy Two Thumbs stood up Braylon, Ed- or Braylon Allen. I keep wanting to call him Braylon Edwards, old stone hands from that team up north. <laughs> just rolls off the tongue, the hatred. Anyway, yeah, I, that's that's my play of the game. That just yeah. that was a big play for me. We'll, we'll call that the Tommy goal line tackle. That sounds right, doesn't it? It just feels right. Brian Ober said a second week of having a sandwich sack was huge. Yeah. Uh, that was Ty Leak and who was the other guy on that? Was that JT on the sandwich sack? I feel like it was – I feel like it was um, – I feel like that might have been 
JT getting well, back. The only the other kid. person they credited with a sack was Jordan Hancock. That was solo though. Yeah. Right. The Tylee right. got that sack, but I'm pretty sure that uh, JTT was just a second later than him, and so they gave it credit to Tyleek, but didn't even uh, give him a half a sack. That's no, they did, yeah, they didn't even give him a half. Yep, Brian said JT. Yep. Okay. Uh, some people agreeing with me uh, that uh, that was a big play by Steel Chambers. Um, <laughs> Chris, don't talk about Braylon Edwards as a Browns fan. I've suffered enough today. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, did they lose again? I, I haven't seen any NFL scores. I haven't. I haven't either. I I have I haven't slept well this this week, and I took a big old long nap today, and I haven't watched one single down of of NFL football today. So I watched. I literally watched from like noon to like midnight last night, nothing but college football. So I was tired. Um, the goal line stopped just before halftime, where we forced a field goal. Yeah, that's part of that that big stop that. Uh, Aaron's talking about with Tommy. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to answer questions. We're just going to do 20 minutes of you guys shooting stuff that you want to talk about our way. We find something interesting that we want to grab onto for the last part of the show. We will, or we'll just keep answering questions. So fire those questions our way. We'll be back in 20 seconds. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The OHIO Podcast is brought to you by Mastermind. Mastermind specializes in 360-degree high-definition mobile video mapping, GIS integration, and traffic safety studies. Mastermind cares about traffic safety and keeping you safe on the roadway. Visit Mastermind at OnlineMastermind.com. All right, before we get started here, what somebody today has a birthday and it ain't me who is it and i well i was i invited marilyn monroe to come sing you a happy birthday but she said he's not the president he's only the sergeant mvp so she wouldn't come so aaron you want to tell everybody uh, what special occasion today is uh it's my birthday anybody guess how old i am well i know you're in your 30s Thirty. I am four. Nope. Older, higher, or lower? Higher. Thirty-six. How dare you? I'm thirty-five. I was close. <laughs> there you hey, go. Hey, look at that! Bam! Brian yeah. Oberst nailed that before he's even said it. Good job, Brian. Uh, Chris said fifty-three. Uh, no. That's you, Chris. buddy. I was going to say, that's you, bud. That's definitely you. Jay said 50? <laughs> Jay, you are fired as the president of my fan club, dude. <laughs> the one and only member. The only member is gone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. What do y'all want to talk about for the rest of the show? You fire our way. Um, we'll, I'll get the conversation started by talking about um, the um, the owner of Barstool Sports, Um 
what's his name? I forget his name already. He's a huge Michigan fan. Number one, Portline. Is that his name or something like Dave that? Dave Portnoy. Portnoy. Okay. And uh, did you notice he was at the Ohio State-Wisconsin game yesterday? And Doesn't he surprised me. And he was literally posting <laughs> pictures on Twitter of our coaches calling in plays, video of them. Yeah, what? the difference is, Dave, you're not on the coaching staff. <laughs> you idiot. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about that fan base on social media. Is there? Is this just delusion on their part? It's dense. Are they, density. Are they, are they just delusional at right now? Is that what's going on? Straight up, like I'm, I'm being, I'm asking straight up, are they just delusional, or do they have a point? Are we I, overreacting? You know, it's also Maurice Claret's birthday for what it's worth. But anyway, I to be to be honest, <clears throat> I don't know if they're delusional or if they're just defending their their team. You know what I'm saying? Because I think that they do have a slight point. Um, anybody can go to these games with their cell phones, zoom in on this on the stuff. But the difference is, you're not sanctioned by the NCAA, and you're not on the coaching staff. Now, the minute you try to send it to a coaching staff and they accept it, now you're complicit. But you're probably not paying any penalties for that. The coaching staff will. So, I don't know. I I would love to be like you know, screw those guys, but. They make some decent points, but they're just they're not making it all the way because again, Dave Portnoy sat there at the game, filmed the the, the signs, and then put him on Twitter or X or whatever the heck it's called, and then was like, "Here, have I committed NCAA uh, infraction?" Well, no, you haven't, Dave, because you're not a part of the NCAA. You're just some guy in the media. So if a coaching staff goes and does that, therein lies the problem. You can go and scout. P, they've been doing that for years. Heck, uh, when Trestle was there, it was the good old boy system where you would just hand off tape. Yeah. You would hand off your own tape and said, here you go, my future opponent. Study how I play. And yeah. then Urban Meyer came in and blew that all apart because why the hell would you do that? That's That was pretty stupid in my opinion. Make them work for it. So I can't fault Michigan for doing that, you know, but – the way that they're doing it is the problem. And that seems to be what their fan base is missing. Um, studying your opponent and their plays is one thing. Studying the calls to know exactly what plays that team is going to run and then reacting to it so that you can have your defense in the proper position because you know the exact play they're running is a total different level. And that to try to def, trying to defend that to me is delusional. That is straight up delusional. I I gave my baseball analogy last week, and of course that's what the Astros took to a whole new level with sign stealing from using video technology from center field, right? And here we have very, something very very similar. Now this goes much deeper than just the the optics of what we are hearing and seeing okay there's something happening on the inside of their program that is um 
needs to be dis, uh, dissected here. There, there are people within the Michigan program, within the Michigan stratosphere, that seem to be out to get Jim Harbaugh. Okay? And then you have people who are going to defend him blindly to the death. And this conflict that's in their program is what I think is stemming a lot of this. Now, there was an FBI investigation on a former coach's hard drive, right? They found film like this that they then submitted to the NCAA. And that's how all of this started to go down that rabbit hole. But the initial FBI raid on that computer was triggered by someone within the Michigan program letting them know that there was some shady stuff happening. It wasn't Ryan Day. And all of these fans who are like, Ryan Day got some kind of investigation on our program. Number one, he didn't. But number two, even if he did, that's freaking hilarious. I find it hilarious. Rival move. I'll yeah. You guys, you're, you guys are the ones that bailed out during COVID. Right. You know? You're the ones that bailed out during COVID, and then you won the next year, and you had to shoot your mouth off by saying Ryan Day was born on third base. Ryan Day catches wind of the fact, hey, you guys were cheating. What do you expect him to do? Oh, gee. Golly shucks. We lost again. No. He's going he's gonna to try everything within his means to make sure if you were cheating that you get caught. And to, de- and to deny that, is to me, is just complete insanity. Complete insanity. If, it, if the shoe was on the other foot, if this was Ryan Day, I promise you, on this podcast, I would be crucifying that man. I'd be like, get him out. Absolutely, get him out. Look at what we did to Jim Tressel. And all he did was fall on the sword for Gene Smith. He lied to the NCAA about those players getting selling their memorabilia for tattoos, right? That's all he did, right? Right or wrong? Yeah. As far as I'm tracking, that's it. Okay. So what was the crime he did? He lied. He didn't turn those players in for breaking a rule. That's legal now, by the way. Is that not the exact same thing that Jim Harbaugh's been doing? He's been lying right. to the NCAA. I did several know. times. I didn't know about that rule. Yes, you did. Oh, okay. I didn't know we were stealing signs. Yes, you did. Dude, remove yes, did. remove the excuses. Okay. You get paid among what the top five, maybe even top three or four paid coaches in all of college football. You are paid to know those rules the rules of the game and the rules of the league you play in. That is, I'm zipping it family friendly. That's crap. All right. Hey, if you, if you listen to our interview with the Wisconsin guy, he dropped like four or five F bombs and he was, he was, uh, he was, a, he was savory. We should say he had a savory. He was a savory character. Oh. Um, so, you know, this is interesting to me because at the end of the day, as much as we talk about this, I got I got one question for us. 
doesn't matter. If they cheat, they're caught cheating, but they're still allowed to go win the Big Ten. Beat They beat us. They win the Big Ten. They go to the NCAA and somehow win a national championship. Doesn't matter. He wins, right? Whether he whether they remove him years down the road or not, he wins. So at the end of the day, he's playing chess, right? I, I gave you guys this analogy already. He pushed all his chips to the middle. He said, I'm going all in. This is what I'm doing. And if you think I'm think I am, I'm not. I'm I'm gonna lie about it, but I'm all in. Your move. And the NCAA and the Big Ten so far have done what? investigated now today's news is that michigan rescinded their contract offer to jim right so i guess maybe he loses out on millions down the road if he wanted to stay i don't know that he wanted to stay he hadn't signed it yet had he hey there's been a lot of smoke about him going to the nfl you know and i'm I am inclined to believe where there's smoke, there's fire. We just, maybe the right opportunity hasn't presented itself in the NFL for him to want to take it yet. Yeah. So Jaded, this is, yeah, you're, you're stating the obvious. Yes. I mean, he obviously lied. He did know about it. The, 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 but the, the problem is that I think Jim doesn't care. Because if the NCAA is not going to do anything, it doesn't matter. Now there's a lot of people right now that are saying their, their program's cooked like they're going to be on the death penalty and they're going to rescind all all their wins the last two years and uh, their big 10 championships and i hope they do but they're i'm telling you the ncaa is so weak right now they're so weak they did nothing to kansas in basketball i mean nothing at the end of the day what does the ncaa really care about that's it that's it we want to make sure we keep our, our name clean enough to where we can keep cash and checks, right? And Jim knows that. He knows that. He's playing chess with these guys while they're playing checkers. I'm telling you right now, unless Michigan is so concerned about their reputation, which so far it sounds like they haven't been, right? Nothing's going to happen. Well, uh, Nick Quint. You know, I uh, I saw that article as well. Um, I don't know what the NFL would do either, um, but I did see that article. And uh, if if he is, if he is, I mean, he stands accused of cheating essentially, and that carries a lot of weight. All right, even if you do bolt to the NFL and you try to pull a Pete Carroll. That holds a lot of weight. Lying is one thing. Cheating the game is another. And he did both when it comes down to it. So, um, you know, I I don't know what the NFL is going to do, but I genuinely hope that something does happen. But I'm with Eric. I just – NCAA is weak. They're spineless. They've shown that. They do nothing to anybody of major consequence that's a blue blood program. So – this uh, this is actually, I believe, a true statement. The Big Ten doesn't want to lose out on the idea that that team up north is their best option of winning a national championship, which puts more dollars into their pockets. 
I mean, I'll be, again, I will be shocked if the Big Ten is the ones that come down with any punishment here. I think the Big Ten is going to wait on the NCAA, which is like waiting on, I mean, you name it, slowest waiting on a snail for to, to run a race here, guys. It is it's painfully slow. Um, I'm just being a realist because when you go out on Twitter, when you got on the Twitterverse, you go out on social media, everybody's talking about how, ha you all gonna fi- get the death penalty, and you're all you guys are gonna be under sanctions, and your your programs this and that. I'm telling you guys, I don't know that it is. This is a business. This is big business, and he knows that. And whether he feels he cheated or not, the fact is he lied about it, and I don't think that matters to the NCAA anymore. It doesn't. There you go. Thank you, Chris. Like waiting on Bryson Shaw to get in position. There you go. It'll never happen. And this won't and neither happen. will Harbaugh's punishment. What do you want to see happen, Aaron? What would you like to happen? Perfect world. This week – what what do you want to see happen to this in, in this situation? So <clears throat> as somebody that grew up loving the game and still does, um, and it's not even just about Ohio State, take the Buckeyes out of it. I just love the game. I do. I would go and watch anybody play. I've been to games in Texas. I've been to games in Ohio, Kentucky. I've been all over the place to see even high school games. I love football. So for him to sit there and cheat the game, all right, that is a tremendously worse crime in my book than anything that Pete Rose did just gambling on baseball. He didn't throw games. I don't know that he did anything to win one. I don't see how placing a wager on your game helps you win or lose other than maybe providing extra motivation to win. That's not what Harbaugh's done. All right. Somebody quoted Deion Sanders and saying, yeah, he may have cheated. He may, but you still have to stop him. Okay, but here's the deal. If you know a team's running left, wouldn't it make wouldn't it help you out tremendously to stack up that side of the field or slant your D-line that way or blitz that side? Deion Sanders is talking out his ass. That is that is crap. And he knows it. That is crap. That's probably something he's doing and he's defending it. That's why he says that. That's garbage. Um, in a perfect world, Eric, he should be banned from the game the same way Pete Rose was banned from baseball. You cheat in a game, you have no business being a part of it. That's in a perfect world. Yeah, Jaded, this is – so there's no accountability for cheating against hundreds of players and possibly stunting their careers. That's just disgusting. Yes, I agree. I agree. Um what do I want to see happen? I want to see all the wins from the last two years get rescinded, including their Big Ten championships. I want to see them get banned from postseason play this year. And I would like to see a five-year suspension for Jim Harbaugh, which is the same that Jim Tressel got. That's what I would like to see. Um, Jay Thompson. <laughs> this one? They already declared their <laughs> offer of a – okay. Dion shouldn't be talking about stopping anybody on defense this season. <laughs> that's a fact. Yeah. There's no amount of gold chains that's going to help that defense, buddy. Jay says, I don't see how they come out unscathed. 
I do. I do too. I, I wish that I, you know, I wish you were right in an ideal world where the NCAA and the Big Ten have a backbone, they wouldn't come out unscathed. But the reality of it is, is like Eric said, man, it's all about that cash. So I, nothing going to happen. Here's what I would like to see happen. If, again, I already shared with you what I would like to see, but let's say that the NCAA does nothing. Ryan Day should at that moment literally say, all right, Buckeye Nation, go to every Michigan game, record all their signs, send us the film. NCAA, if you're not going to do anything, we're going to do the exact same thing they were going to do. You have to force their hand. Yeah. Hey, if they get away with it, so should we. Exactly. And so then we have to we have to level the playing field. Then Now, Michigan fans, you guys already were. What are you talking about? No, we weren't. You're, that's the denial that you're in. You're in the denial, okay? You have had your head so far up your butt smelling your own crap, thinking it's roses for so long that when the rest of the world sees how bad you stink, all right, you deny it, all right? That's that. We're better than all of you. Our degree means more than the rest of you. We're Michigan, man. We're so much better than the rest of the world. You're believing your own lies when you do that, all right? So that's where we're at. Oh, let's see if uh, anything else in here I want to put. Um, Larry better be careful. That's, that's almost a threat. <laughs> I don't want you to get in trouble, dude. <laughs> which one is it here? Jimmy H may wake up with a horse's head in his bed one day. That's some little, Scarface stuff. A <laughs> little, little, call, little call back to some gangster movies there. I like dude, it. I love it too, but be careful, dude. This is Facebook. <laughs> Nick brings, all right, now trouble. Nick brings up a really good one here. We do live in a different era now. If nothing happens, social media is going to explode. Will he get crucified on social media? Will that program absolutely get crucified in in the media? By Ohio State fans, it will. But I don't think that anybody else would, would say much. We're going to raise – Ohio State fans are going to raise the biggest stink about this on social media if nothing yes. happens. Well, And you know who's going to be right behind us in that? Notre Dame fans. Notre Probably. Dame fans have our back on this one. They should. Okay. Notre Dame hates them just as much as almost just as much as we do. Okay. Mm-hmm. The only thing with Notre Dame is they also don't really like us too much either, but they hate them more than they hate us. And so hey. they're they're enjoying it with us. So they've got our backs on this one. And here's the other thing. I think most of the Big Ten has our backs on this. Most of the Big Ten. Uh you have Penn State. Um James Franklin literally came out and talked about it, right? You have um, – they said Shiano had a big p- play in this too. Shiano knew that they had stolen their signs, and he said something at halftime of their game. Um, so there's a, uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a contention of college football, Big Ten fans, college football fans in general that want to see something done here. And so I think that's the one thing that might – push the NCAA over the edge to be a little bit quicker about this and or the Michigan administration. Now, let's go back to Tattoo Gate here in closing. Let's go back to Tattoo Gate all those years ago in Trestle in 2011, 2010, 2011. Ohio State came out first, and they said, here's what we're going to do because they were afraid that the NCAA was going to come down on us. So they fired Jim Trestle, all right, and they rescinded the wins for that year. 
Then the NCAA came in and gave Trestle a five-year suspension after that. Okay? But we were the ones that gave ourselves a postseason ban and in 2012 and all of that. We did that to ourselves. Now, we took the higher road here in that because we were afraid of the NCAA. I don't think that Michigan is afraid of the NCAA like we are, like we were then. I think that's why I'm saying Jim Harbaugh pushed all his chips in the middle and said, let's see what you do. Times have changed. So far, it sounds like Ward Manuel and the athletic department has his back, which makes this – very different, which means that it's going to be the NCAA that comes down on punishment, not the university. If the university comes out this week, now they did rescind his contract. I understand that. Now, if the university comes out this week and they say, we're going to rescind wins from the last year or two or whatever, and we fired Jim Harbaugh and, or he's suspended for the rest of the year, something like that. Now I'm like, okay, something's up. But I just don't see Michigan doing that. What do you think, Aaron? No. Michigan's not going to punish themselves. That ain't going to happen. It's it's uh, it's going to be an NCAA or a Big Ten thing. And what Jay say? Sorry, I caught part of that new Big Ten commission. Yeah, yeah. I like what Jay said. And, you know, I we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens there. Uh, Nick quit. If the NCAA or the Big Ten doesn't make a move, can the university itself make a punishment? Uh, they can, but I don't know that they will. Here's They're the not. one thing no one's talked about. This is my last comment. Uh, yeah, Mark, our buddy from Always Irish is having a field day with this. Yeah, John, John's loving this content. He's loving this content. Yeah, he's doing great with it. Here's something else that could happen. What if the other 13 Big Ten schools said, you know what? Since you guys aren't going to do anything, we are. We're all going to band together. None of us are going to play them. I would love that. I would love that. You want to talk about forcing people's hands? That's how you do it right there. If the athletic directors got on a conference call and said, we have to do something about this, what if we all agree to say we're not going to play them anymore? You know, if, if the 13 athletic directors, the 13 presidents got together, they can kick them out of the conference. That, like, I, don't, I don't think that'll happen. I don't think it'll go that. I don't think I, – but I do think if they are serious and they got on with the commission and they said, look, this is terrible. We want something done. If you're not going to do it, we're not, we're not going to play. Then that would force the commissioner's hand. Now what Chris is saying, if there's one entity outside of the NFL that's more money hungry than NCAA, it's the CFP. Yeah. All right. They are absolutely not going to keep that team up north out of the playoff if they if they make it. That's one entity that's uh, hey, if uh, everybody in Ann Arbor wants to come fill the uh, whatever that's just, you know the Peach Bowl or the Rose Bowl or wherever they're going to have the games this year, come on down. They're not they're going to give them that Bob Barker treatment, buddy. They're not going to turn away a dollar. If if the Cal student fans can stage a protest to stop a game, I'm pretty sure that the the whole Big Ten can do something here. So yeah, uh, let's, well, uh, let's see hey, about that. you don't see that happening anywhere else, man. That's just California, dude. California <laughs> yeah, sure. knows how to protest. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> that was better than your happy birthday song. I was gonna sing sing for uh, you. I'll take it. 
I'll take it. Small victories, Eric. <laughs> All right, guys. You know what the drill is here, man. Please like this video if you haven't already. Give us a thumbs up. We really do appreciate it. It helps out the channel as we continue to grow. This week, we're going to be uh, doing our best to preview the um, big Rutgers game. Hey, Rutgers is 6-2, and two, dog. They're good. Not bad. We're going to break that down. We're going to we're going to preview that for you. Uh, I've got a terribly busy schedule this week, so uh, we'll see to do it. We'll try our very best to get as many videos out there for you as we can. The What's Chopping podcast, the Rutgers podcast on Big Banter is going to join us, I believe, tomorrow night for a video. So you'll see that on Tuesday night more than likely. Uh, Aaron's going to be gone for for a week. Aaron's going bye bye. He's going to go protect uh, protect us. Somewhere in, in the United States, and hopefully not have to go overseas for a while. But uh, appreciate that. So make sure you give uh, big give uh, Aaron Brown a big thank you uh, for leaving his family for a week or so and uh, doing his service there in the guard. And uh, be on the lookout for all of our videos this week. So starting about Tuesday night, we'll have new videos every night on our YouTube channel. Check those out. Share them. Like them. And if you haven't already, subscribe to the channel. I think we're at 384. I really want to get to about 500 by the end of the season. We've been trying. Haven't really pushed that yet. The uh, YouTube algorithm doesn't seem to like me as much. I don't know. Maybe it's Aaron's bald head that they seem to dislike. I don't know. I'll fix the lighting one of these days. You guys won't have to deal with the glare. I might, sorry, buy, fellas. I might have to buy you a wig. That would be funny. It's a different wig every week. <laughs> when, you, when we play someone from the SEC, you wear a mullet. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, boys. <laughs> SEC football. <laughs> you just, home is Roll where time. you make it. Home is where you make it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Be kind to one another. I owe someone's OH in Carbon High with all your heart. Till next time. OH! I owe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.